here's my perspective on things on this is um are we going live oh well you know so here's the thing what i do is i like I to go ahead and have us have a little fun where you know we talk about things in life in general because it loosens people up because the second people they know they're live like you, know, you just did button, they right? wave like you don't need to wave like you know you're gonna be on eventually so if that little red light's on who cares right like and i know me i'm like a dork I'm i like, like to wave I like I like wave to everyone as well. But anyway, okay, Mike, are you ready for the Well, we're stream? live now anyway, so it doesn't matter. Are you ready? We're gonna do this then. Okay, here we go. Welcome wait. to the clown show. The mic is listening. The mic is listening. The mic the mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I am Sia and welcome to The Mic is Listening. I am really excited about today's guest because we've had a very interesting relationship. It's one of those things where if you have you ever met someone where you click with them and at the same time, you've actually crossed that line from like, oh, a nice acquaintance to, oh, my God, you're like my brother. And I'm going to tell you exactly how I think of you. And so this will be a very, I think some people might think it will be a very uh, lively discussion. And I hope it is. And I hope it's helpful because we're going to be talking about something that I have a very big love-hate relationship. And that's social media. So LinkedIn is becoming a far more social media type of platform for business. And it is designed specifically for the context of business, how to grow your business, grow your brand, you know, get the credibility recognition that we're all looking for. But at the same time, it's okay to have a little personality. And I think that's why I get along very well with today's guest, Mr. Mike O'Connor. Mike, welcome to the mic is listening. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much, Sia, for such a wonderful introduction. And I am so happy to be on here today. And thank you again for uh, saving my bacon yesterday because I was really out of it on my show. So I really appreciate you bringing that enthusiasm. And uh, oh. I hope to return the favor today a little bit. You are too kind and too gracious. So, you know, here's where I think people who may or may not know you, which I'm shocked if people don't know who you are, they will get to know you today. You are the founder of Service Professionals Network, which uh, you'll see a lot of folks put SPN in their, um, either they'll hashtag it in their posts or they put it in their name on LinkedIn profile. Um, I've mentioned this before on the, on the introduction, you know, the description, but in your own words, Mr. Mike O'Connor, what is Service Professionals Network? What's SPN? Well, first of all, I got to tell you, with the SBN thing on LinkedIn, I actually tell everybody not to put SBN in their name. I've never actually told people to do that, right? I've actually said you might not want to do that because I'm a train wreck, right? I do talk about certain things like the golden rule, treating people right. And for the most part, I try to carry myself that way, right? Like I always try to do the right thing or the next right thing. And, you know, I make a lot of public apologies because we all have our bad days. And, you know, I try to take accountability. But my point is, you never know what dumb stuff I'm going to say or do. So I always, you know, encourage people, hey, man, if you want to put SB in your name, that's really cool. You're telling people that you follow the golden rule. You're telling people that you're open to networking. You're telling people that, you know, you're friends with me, which, you know, may or may not be a good thing. Right. Uh, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try to live up to that standard. Right. I'm not always perfect, but, you know, I want to give that a little disclaimer. So, I mean, I'm 
humbled every day of my life. You know what I mean? There's if you actually go on LinkedIn and you search, depending on how your network's up, and we can talk about how networks work and all that stuff works on LinkedIn. But a lot of people actually have SPN in their name, despite the fact that I tell them not to. So like I don't know, man. I'm humbled and I try to live up to that every day. What we actually are, service professionals network, um, actually comes from me being a little bit obtuse. Are you familiar with SurfPro? It's a water restoration company. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love their commercials. Yeah. Like it never even happened, right? My brother's going to hate me because he he runs Second Chance Water Restoration in Chicago. And um, he's actually one of my sponsors now on the website, of course, because if he wasn't, he would be a bad brother and he's a good brother. Um, but anyway, when uh, 2015, I was just getting involved with this orphanage in Guinea. I was raising money for this nonprofit. And the only page that was beating me on Google was a LinkedIn page for this water restoration company, ServPro, and, and another Chicago water restoration company. So two LinkedIn pages were beating me on a search term in Google I really wanted. So that's why I got on LinkedIn. I went to the LinkedIn company page and I looked at the chief marketing officer and that guy had Lion and ONA in his name, right? And Lion, and for those that don't know, everyone's seen Lion now, ONA kind of disappeared, right? But Lion stands for Leading International Open Networker, which means that like, I'll accept your friend request, but I'm probably going to sell you some stuff or send you some spam mail, right? So I figured, well, I got to figure out how this LinkedIn works to rank better than this water restoration company. And then I started thinking about ServPro competing with them on different terms. I'm like service professionals. I'm like kind of Ryan, you know, fits the LinkedIn thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I started, somebody at the time was doing uh, a group called Connect Suggestions. And they had eight different branches where it was all like different like car salesmen, you know, attracting car salesmen, home salesmen, attracting realtors, right? And they, they wanted me to be a part of this because I went from zero to 1,600 connections in the first 90 days I was on LinkedIn. Right. Wow. And so these people are like, this guy's the next networking superstar. We do a branch. And I was like, hey, you know, I don't want to do one that's sales related. I want to focus on the golden rule because everyone else is focusing on sales. And I think there needs to be a little bit of balance on that. Not only that, but at the time I wasn't really I'm not trying to sell water restoration repair on LinkedIn. I mean, it's an emergency service, but I was trying to raise money for this nonprofit at the time. And we actually did really good. We raised almost $700,000 over three years. Wow. That's, cool. that's awesome. Networking on LinkedIn. Let me tell you, nobody cares about the kids in Guinea. Nobody wanted to do it. So I had to be like just ruthless and reckless abandoned with my posting and how I went about like kind of painting people in the corner, you know, because like if you want to get spotlighted, you know, on my post, or if you want me to tag you, donate because that's who i'm tagging is the people that donate and the next thing you know everyone's donating a few bucks here and there and we raised a couple hundred thousand dollars uh now you know after my divorce and other life things right uh i'm not involved with that nonprofit. uh i decided to build my own social media channel uh serviceprofessionalsnetwork.com and uh that just all grew from networking on linkedin i love that because literally you started from the bottom right? <laughs> the very bottom and I now poop and now we're here. And by the way, that I did I did grab that title from a Drake song. So anyone, if you do know that Drake song, go ahead and listen to it. Maybe you might want to turn the speakers down if you're at work because it does drop a, some naughty words in it. But but I liked your story when you were telling me about this. You know, for me, it's quite ballsy to create SPN because there is already a platform. There's a LinkedIn already, right? There's other social media platforms. And for you to come up with Service Professionals Network. It's your take on how do we actually put the social in business social media, right? Well, because LinkedIn, I think, is still a great platform. I mean, we're on it, right? We're we're here. It's successful, right? But there are, I think there are other ways to go about it where I think it could 
help your business and help your network. So am I wrong here in thinking that, you know what, that's what SPN's purpose is, is to be a better, brighter, more human LinkedIn? Well, here's the thing, right? And I don't want to sound any more pretentious than I naturally am. So I'm oh, but you be... are. So we know this, right? Like well, everyone I'm gonna, knows I'm gonna, who you are. I'm going to shoot it to, to everybody straight here. And I know a lot of people are going to be watching. Like this guy is a total idiot because he's he's giving these people advice he probably shouldn't be giving them. Because the first thing I'm going to tell everybody here is that you should probably compete with me, right? You should make your own community-based websites or your own email-type-based websites. And the reason being is because, look, you got Alignable, you get BB, you can literally name hundreds of thousands of websites that are built with the same stuff that I'm using, right? In a couple of years from now, everybody's going to have a community-based website, just like how everybody's trying to get a podcast now, right? Am I a little bit ahead of the curve? Yeah, sure, but not really, right? Like I'm behind because there's Facebook, there's LinkedIn, there's all the big sites, right? Mm-hmm. But what most people don't really think about is like, if you have WordPress or if you have some of these other you know website platforms, right? Like everybody and their mother has the same tools that I have, you know, to build their own community-based website. So like, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell people I'm reinventing the wheel or I'm doing something that's totally outrageous. Now, granted, I'm taking all the tools everybody else has and I feel like I'm building instead of just a regular kit car, I'm building like a real speedster and I want to go around the racetrack and compete with the big boys. Like I want to push them out of the way. I'm not going to tell people I'm not going to try to compete. But at the same time, I don't want to be like acting like I'm the Wizard of Oz standing behind the curtain and nobody else can do what I'm doing right well but that's but but let's take that like let's stop there for a second and realize we do have the same tools and that's what innovation is all about right so i'm a huge and i hate the word innovation because overused at times and people market it like oh i'm innovative but truly i love the creativity i love the way that i think the community that you're you're cultivating and the different types of industries I mean, there's a, a good solid crew that we're on a daily speak t- chat with where I can barely keep up with all of you guys, but there's a genuineness about the desire for the success of SPN. And I think that I is think a awesome. huge differentiator than these other platforms. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm tired of all these different platforms. So, Well, I feel real special too. You, you should, know? damn it, because I don't go to Alignable. I get their emails all the time saying, well, so-and-so wants to join your community. I'm like, what community? I don't want to be part of this community. I don't give a crap, right? Well, so- every every website, right, whether it's Alignable, I don't want to bash on these guys. Maybe I shouldn't burn them. Because a lot of people have been telling me a lot about how they, they don't like that site for that particular reason, right? But they also bring value. But it's also up to the users and how they use it. Like a lot of people ask me, like, what are you trying to build with SPN? Is it trying to be the next LinkedIn? Is it trying to be the next Yelp? Is it trying to be the next like, Facebook? Really, what I'm trying to do is to grab all the features that I enjoy as a digital marketing guy, right? And putting them together in a spot to where if I feel like using them for myself, I can use them really easily. And then I want all my friends to figure out what they want to use and use it in a way that benefits them. Right. So that's why I have the groups. That's why I have the images. It's why I have the blog section. Some days I feel like writing a blog and then sometimes I don't write blogs for four months. You know what I mean? So it really people ask me what is SPN about. Right. And what it what I really do. okay, is I redistribute the stuff that people post on that website to other areas. Like I use blogger.com. I use Medium. I use Pinterest, Twitter. Like I'm kind of a, can I say floozy? I'm a social media floozy. Uh, I like to get around. Right. And if people. <laughs> You're like a rash that just kind of like spreads, you know, yeah. you, itch, you itch and, you know, you, you activate the, the histamines and then it just kind of spreads out, you know, like a hive. 
I don't want to say virus or rash on the internet because you know people are gonna be like out of context. Hey, you want? Did you not want to go viral? Well, I guess <laughs> I do. You know, you, I you guess know, you got me there. Exactly. You know about data collection, SEO, and all that. I mean, you're kind of, and that's where I'm, I'm wondering too with social media. Like, we were talking about this. Were we talking about this yesterday, or was it another conversation? I'm like, I talked to we so many people, together. or you and I were offline chatting it up. But it's like, it's almost like to get viral. Do you agree or disagree that you have to have some kind of like mm, controversial like buzzword to get the eyeballs? So you know how you see like YouTube of like or or the clickbait articles like you know that I'm always a victim of because you know I'm curious and I want to see what it is right like those outrageous word statements of like you know someone blown away or not blown away that's not I didn't mean blown away but you know what I mean like someone that outraged and do you think you need that? And do you think LinkedIn's going to fall into that, that other social media platforms have kind of succumbed to? LinkedIn does a really good job of deleting people. But a lot of times, you know, LinkedIn isn't as clean as people think, right? Because I get a lot of spammers and people that sign up for my site and then they'll put their LinkedIn link on there and it'll make me feel good because I'm like, oh, they're already on LinkedIn. They got like a thousand followers and this guy's like clearly a spam artist. So, I mean, no matter what site you're on, you're going to have the spammers and the people they're the same everywhere you know look at twitter facebook you know i mean they all have their spam you know like even instagram they just had to change their reels right so that way they can click the likes and it shows up in their feed because everyone was getting the spam in their inbox every time they did the reels right so like the whole nature of social media is always evolving because you have that conflict between the the people that run the sites and the people that want to use them and then the people that just want to spam everybody you know what i mean so yeah, I, I mean, love it. That? good intentions or whatever, you know, whatever you intended to be, there's always gonna be one person that's gonna bastardize the usage of so, it, right? Jacob Warren, right? The guy who's redoing my website. Like, I, I took a whole bunch just to kind of put it out there for people, right? I took all the tools you can use as a novice and I read a couple, you know, blogs and I watched a couple of like how to build a social media website, you know, on YouTube videos. And uh, literally after my divorce, like I was told I was going to be like a big fat broke loser by a few different people, right, for the rest of my life. So I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> show you. So I went and Googled what does www dot mean? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I got to go back and like figure out what HTTPS means. And that's literally where I started like six years ago. And then so I built this social media site and it was doing really well. We had a high ranking. We were getting a lot of organic traffic. And then I'm like, oh, let's put this business directory on it. And that screwed everything up. So then I got to a point to where I could actually hire a team, uh, Jacob Warren, Warren Research. And the reason why I'm bringing him up is because he has the greatest line ever, right, which is marketers ruin everything. Uh, and it's true. We do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I do it. You know, I can't say that I don't break the rules and i don't use automation when i shouldn't you know what i mean because like but, but i mean again like you know just because you're supposed to do something or not do something doesn't mean you don't try either right like like i said you're pushing the envelope of of what you know the t existing tools that you have and being innovative on how you can reapply it right and i think that's really cool so talk to me about this because i feel like you know again i'm trying to get stick with our theme here start from the bottom and now we're here i mean I love the fact that you're completely authentic to who you are and you admit when things aren't going well. And so when I first went on SPN, I was like, oh, this is this is a little <laughs> slow. I like the idea of it, but it's, it's a little better. slow. So, so, so talk to me about this because I want people to understand. And I, and I encouraged you, right? Because I said, look, master one section before you do it all. And I think you've done what many people have done, which is, oh, I can do this. Oh, and I can do that. And oh, let's do this. And what happened when you started adding on all those different add-ons? What happened to your site? 
Well, it, it slowed down a lot, right? And I learned a lot of lessons, right? And uh, sometimes you got to take a step back to, to, to take a step forward, right? Right. And not to sound too self-absorbed, but what I'm really proud of most is I never gave up, right? And I think that's what that is what stops most people is they realize how much work there is and how yes. much how much stuff hits the fan all at one time on a daily basis. Like when I wake up in the morning, right? As soon as my toe hits the floor, I know I'm dealing with X amount of headaches. And I know that if I stop for any amount of time, you know, I'm going to have eight notifications an hour. So if I'm on your podcast, right, I got to either catch up with those or be okay with making some people angry because I didn't respond to their message. You know what I mean? And here's the thing. You're always going to have to crack a few eggs to, to make an omelet, right? And no matter how you make your omelet, somebody's going to complain if you serve it to them, no matter how hungry they are. They'll tell you that you didn't make a very good omelet, right? But now if you eat your omelet, you're still getting the protein. You're still getting all the nutrients and the love that you put into that, right? No matter how many people complain. And sometimes you just got to eat your own damn omelet and, and let people go hungry if that's what they want. You still made the food. You offered it to them. If they don't want it, if they don't like it, that's on them. And I think that's where most people stop is they start putting the eggs in. They start putting the cheese in or the vegan stuff, whatever they're into, right? And people start saying, hey, that's not how you cook it, you know, or add salt. Because everybody's going to tell you what you're doing wrong every step of the way, right? And that's why, I mean, everybody, everybody's a critic, right? And sometimes people are, you know, what I call toxic positive, right? They're, you know, they give you that positive, you know, toxic positivity where nothing you do is wrong, which is, I think I'd rather have the critic. Oh, I know what you're saying. Oh, the ones that are like, oh, you're so awesome. And you're like, no, I literally was down for 20 minutes. That is not awesome. Like, you know what I wonder that toxic positive, let's talk about that. Because I feel like sometimes in these communities, everyone's like, oh, I just want to be on my best behavior. And I want to, you know, like your comments or share whatever comment, um, you know, your po- on your post and whatnot. And everything's roses. What are you doing to cultivate a real interaction and not that what you say toxic, toxic positivity? Because no one wants to be thought of as mean. Well, here's the thing. Some people will avoid you know, negativity at all costs and they grow. There's a lot of people that have millions of followers and they make great livings, but you can't get the real from them. Right. And here's the thing. I'm going to get the real to you no matter what. And there's a difference and everybody crafts their own story, builds their own tribe. Right. And I know what I like and I know what's for sale. Right. My integrity is not for sale. Whether you love me or hate me, you know you're going to get the truth, right? right? And people can go back on LinkedIn. The greatest thing about LinkedIn is you can always go back far enough if you want to. You can go back through activity feeds and see this, right? Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, my buddy, 2016 actually, I was one of the you know I was one of the bigger guys then. Now everybody's got millions of followers and passed me up because they took so much time working on their own stuff off of LinkedIn. So I've been kind of cruise control. But 2016, right? My buddy calls me up and he's like, hey, man, you know, I get what you're saying. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're an Internet celebrity. I'm like, no, dude, I'm far from an Internet celebrity. But why do you say this? He's like, well, my cousin uh, Rob sent me this text message, uh, two of them, and it convinced me that you're you're big time. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, let me show you. Now, my buddy, honestly, at the time, didn't know what the at symbol was. He never sent an email in his life. He was just one of those guys. He just never got on social media, never sent emails, right? Uh, so he sends me two two messages, and they were pictures. And one of them was like Hillary Clinton made a – or uh, Chelsea Clinton, the daughter, made a post on LinkedIn. And it was like Hillary Clinton, Michael Connor, famous Democrat, famous Democrat, famous Democrat, right? And then Donald Trump Jr. made a post. And it was Donald Trump – 
Michael Connor, famous Republican, famous Republican, famous Republican. And my buddy's like, how did this happen? Right. Yeah. Well, at the time I was posting daily, okay, about political topics and all these guys are running for president. Right. And I was talking about the topics, but I wasn't really trying to give my opinion either way. I was trying not to let people know what side of the coin I was on. Right. I'm just talking about principles and the golden rule. Right. Right. And this was a big aha, like time of my life. It's like, stuff started clicking together and, and I started realizing that people are people no matter what scale they're on, whether they're running for president or they're like, you know, four followers, right? right. We're all rats chasing cheese. You know, we're just chasing different types of cheese and different size amounts. Right. Right. But here I am being a, a horse's ass every day about what's right, what's wrong, doing my virtual signaling. I was on my soapbox every day about like, you know, just be good to people. I was, I was preaching all the time because I was raising money at the time for the orphanage. And that's just what I was doing 24 hours a day. Right. Right. So basically both sides wanted to claim me because I'm the guy who's speaking the truth and following the golden rule. Right. So if I endorse either side, I look, they look better on LinkedIn, which I thought was hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, well, you know what that, what that means to me though, is that if you can get people that get out of their quote, well, if they're in their tribal mentality and yeah. that you can get both sides to claim you, that means to me, you have a message that resonates that's universal. And I think that's like the trick around social media, right? Because, you know, we've had this discussion before and like, you know, again, to clarify, like I produce podcasts, I, I do social media because I have to, but not because I want to, I'm not a, like my, my sense of humor is probably not appropriate more often than not. Right. But I, I do believe that there's quality in the following meaning like you can have a million followers and I get that. Like the more visibility you have, the more FOMO you get out there and the more people are going to want to yeah. say, Hey, I want to see, you know, I want to see what Mike is all about. I want to see what C is all about. Um, but I guess maybe it's more of my personality. It's like, I'll be friendly and cordial to a lot of people, but I'm only have, I, I only like a smaller group of friends because I know they're going to actually do something for me. Right. And, and then I think that's where the, the gist of, I think for LinkedIn specifically, because it's business oriented, Help me understand your philosophy on the followers philosophy, because I think, you know, you and I have already been in a lively conversation on it. And, you know, again, social media versus podcast following. I want to differentiate the two. But what is your philosophy on, you know, the, the concept of followers? Well, whether it's LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, any of those big platforms, right? Followers are important if you're trying to get your message out there, whether you're trying to raise money for an orphanage or you're trying to sell shoes or you're trying to get people to watch your podcast, right? Obviously, the more people following you, the better, right? Some people even buy followers, which can get you in a lot of trouble, especially if you're a journalist, uh, which a few journalists have had their hands caught in that cookie jar, right? And like you said earlier, it's a fair of missing out. That's why people buy followers. A lot of people buy followers because they want a peacock, right? Right. And being, I'm not the nerd that Jacob Warren is. I mean, that's why they're rebuilding my website. Basically, I made uh, two gigantic piles of needles that this guy now has to separate. So I know just enough to break stuff, right? But what I do know is that if you buy followers or if you're, you know, getting a whole bunch of fake engagement, which I, I do sometimes because like a lot of people engage on your stuff just because they like you. It doesn't mean they actually, you know, read your blog or watch your video, <laughs> right? Yeah. But like if somebody's like, oh, Mike, that's a really great blog. Well, you know, I'm not responsible for them not reading and, and saying it's a good blog. They just did that on their own. Right. But it's right. still, it's still fake engagement. You know what I mean? But like 
when you're buying fake followers, what most people don't realize is you're actually hurting yourself because those followers aren't going to engage. So it's going to hurt your algorithm and everything's based off ratio and it doesn't really matter what platform you're on. Say that one more time. <laughs> so the more followers you have, if they don't engage with you, you actually get hurt by it because now your ratio is smaller. In some is, that, ways. is that what you're no. trying to say? Well, see, here's the thing, right? Whether it's internet or life, right? You can always be half glasses, half full glasses, half empty, right? Okay. And no matter what I say here, somebody's going to say I'm an idiot, right? And no, and no matter what I say, somebody's going to say I'm positive. And the reality is they're both kind of right because there's always a different way to do things. You know what I mean? And I'm, you know, I have my good moments and bad moments, right? Are you trying to say that there's like, it's not just black and white, there's gray and there's a lot of nuance. Most of it is. That's the what I love. Media game? That's what I love about the internet, right? You can be that wizard yeah. of Oz behind the curtain. You know what I mean? And you can, you know, everybody can make their own little yellow brick road and be whatever they want to be on the internet. Right. But see, that's the thing. You can have fun and you can play with automation, but you got to realize there's a lot of people doing the same thing, right? Like somebody invited me in this chat the other day. I'm like, hey, Mike, I really like this person. Can you go ahead and endorse them? I really like what they're doing. So right. I called that person up on the phone, you know, like immediately. I'm like, dude, you just put me in a chat with 12 people with this person, right? I'm like, do you even talk to him? I talked to him for a couple minutes on the phone. I'm like, well, tell me about that conversation. So he tells me word for word the conversation, right? I'm like, well, first of all, like I got to let you know that like that person is catfishing you and they're searching you for information, right? And not only that, but you just invited me into a, you invited them into a group with me and 12 other, and if I know it, at least four or five other people in that group, you know, like that person didn't even have a real name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, no. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, right? And due diligence is key. Okay. Right. I think that's if, if I give anybody, any advice here that's worth taking home, that's the biggest thing is do your due diligence, right? On the internet, you can check Google reviews. You can you can look at AREFs. You can look at SEM Rush. You can see the domain authority, right? Like, and certain platforms carry a different weight. Like, if you have 30,000 followers on Instagram, and then I look and you got no likes or comments on your photos, you bottom. I'm not impressed, right? Right. If you have 30,000 followers on Instagram, right, and, and it's all like, you know, bot comments, you know, like, you know, it's just like, you know, one logo after the next, you know, on their faces, right? I'm not impressed. But now if you're putting out fiery content that's really awesome, and I'm like, wow, that's really awesome content. And I see you got 30,000 followers and 800 likes. Now I'm starting to get kind of impressed because like those are real people and commenting and engaging, right? Right. And a lot of people, they just see the peacock, right? They just see the feathers, but they never look back to see like how much meat's actually on the bird, right? That is so critical. Thank you for saying that. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, like, you know, are you just looking at the feathers or is there some meat on this turkey? You know what I mean? Because, like, if I'm going to skin the thing and pluck the feathers, I want to eat, <laughs> you know? And, like, if you can't show me how to really eat, you know, because you spent 10 bucks on Fiverr or whatever, are you really helping me? You know, and here's the thing. And I don't want to bash LinkedIn because LinkedIn's great. It's, like, besides service professionals network. It's, my, it's my primary platform. So, yeah, I mean, obviously. I have no problem with that. You know, I hope to compete with that someday in some ways. But, right, you know, LinkedIn is awesome. Right. Yeah. And I have almost 46,000 followers. Okay. So it may not behoove me to say this. Right. But I think anybody can get 30,000 connections or followers on LinkedIn easier than they can everywhere else. And that's part of the reason why they and I'm going to say this. And a lot of people ask me all the time. So, you know, people ask me, why do they have a 30,000 cap? Right. And I never really tell that. So I'm going to tell them here. Right. There's many reasons why I think they have a 30,000 cap on LinkedIn. One of which is they want their people and they want 
you know, the people that they're friendly with to do better. They want them to always have that advantage, right? And they want to keep certain people down. And if you got like a whole bunch of mass amount of followers, you're going to dominate the feeds. So when Oleg first got big and he had a million followers and he's doing the articles, right? Everybody's sharing his content all the time. Even if you weren't following the guy, you see his content every third post because he was doing 12 articles a day and everybody's sharing his 12 articles because they're being sick of it. So they didn't want to get Oleg's attention, right? Right. So... That's why they start limiting everybody is because they don't want certain people to dominate the feeds and they have to scale it back because the marketers ruin everything. Okay. So that makes sense. Cause I, I actually complained about the other day. Cause I was like, dude, like wouldn't LinkedIn want people to post, like get their content in there to, to, to gravitate people to LinkedIn and away from these other platforms. You're saying no, because marketers or there's always going to be a spoiled Apple. That's going to ruin the bunch where they said, look, we can't have people spamming the, the site either. So, well, think about it from a business perspective, right? Like, let's say you own LinkedIn. What's your okay. number one job? Is to keep people on LinkedIn, right? Right. To get them to buy the jobs, the placement, to buy the ads. Well, that was the initial. So that it's was all the about assessment. it's all about dwell time, right? They want people to stay on LinkedIn. You know, whether they admit it or not, they're direct competition with Facebook. It's the same people on both platforms and they're both, there's only so much time in the day, right? Right. And LinkedIn wants you to spend 24 hours a day on LinkedIn, just that, like I want you to spend 24 hours a day on serviceprofessionalsnetwork.com, right? And people aren't going to do that if all they see is the same person over and over and over again, right? I mean, I get that, but if they're, if, but if they're providing valuable content. They're dangling in the carrot. Makes I sense? mean, it, it just seems like to me, like there are organizations that like have some value and they're like limited to X amount of posts a day. Otherwise they'll get hurt in the algorithms, et cetera. Like I just, I, I, I see what you're saying and I understand no, that I you don't want to Instagramify right? LinkedIn, right? Like, like how can we avoid the Instagramification of LinkedIn? Because I see a lot of posts I of individuals not. that are like, you know, I, I see you, not. look, you say, why you not, yeah. Why okay. are you doing on the internet? Why are you doing no. social media? You just say you don't like social media. Why are you doing it? I well, just because I'm social, <laughs> but well, because but you have it, a need too, right? Like you make your money attracting people that want to do podcasting to your service, right? So if right. you're out there, the proof is in the pudding. Like, hey, look how fire my podcast is! Look at all the awesome guests I'm doing! Look at the cool promo I had. By the way, I love the intro. I totally got it up my intro game. I got to have you talk to you. I got to talk to you about intro. Anyway, my point is, <laughs> right? You're on here because you got something you need to do. Right. You got goals you want to accomplish. Right? right. And LinkedIn does a really good job of knowing who they are. Right. They got 800 million people on their site. 880 million are active. So last 30 days. So that right there tells you most of them aren't active. Right. So what LinkedIn's trying to do is to dangle that carrot at all times. So even if you put out fire content and you don't get the likes or the comments or engagement that you want to get. Right. Mm -hmm. You still know there's 800 million people. That's why you're not going to go. Look, my site gets 30,000, 100,000 clicks on a good day, right? As an individual users, there's less people using my website, right? right? So views are views. It doesn't matter where they come from. doesn't matter where they're at, right? So if you put on fire content on my website and you get 10,000 views that day and you put the same fire content on LinkedIn and you get 5,000 views because there's more competition, which one did you better? get my point? Right. I hear you. What I'm saying is if people want Instagram on LinkedIn, they're going to push for that. 
If they want Instagram on Facebook, they're going to push for that. If they want to come to my website and post nothing but Instagram stuff, that's cool with me. That's why that's there. If people want to come to my website and post blogs all day, that's cool. That's why it's there. If they just want to post really dirty memes because nobody else will let them do it, they can do that too. That's why it's there, right? Because we all want the same thing, whether it's Sia with her podcast or it's the guy that owns LinkedIn, right? We all have, we're all rats chasing the cheese. We all have goals that we want to accomplish. That's why we're all on social media. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. So like I said is early, like, you know, the fact that SPN is a, a site where you can be much more human, all the foibles, all of our quirks, our personalities really can come through. I feel like LinkedIn to some degree, you have to be, you know, well, authentically inauthentic, right? Because we all have to put our best face forward. It is Mark Bowden, but by the way, I'll have him as a guest in the future. If you guys follow body language, he did this TEDx talk back in 2013, talking about being your inauthentic, uh, being inauthentic. And he had a point, which I think is hilarious. And I'll talk to him about it as well, oh which gosh. is, oh yeah. Cause we all talk about being yourself, be your authentic self. And by the way, everyone, I apologize. I am trying like the Dickens to keep up on the comments and um, I'm, for some odd reason, it's not showing up on my StreamYard linked uh, flow here. So I'm kind of like trying to grab it over my phone. So there's a lot of folks talking and I'm just like missing a lot of the stuff here, Mike. But that's all right. But but anyway, so everyone, Sorry, shout guys. out to everyone that's on. And thank you for, for posting and commenting. Sorry, I can't really comment. I'm trying to. And it just my phone is freezing up as well. So at any rate, which is um, we thought we talked about authenticity. I think you should be yourself. But he had a point which I thought was excellent, which was this. Sometimes you you do have to put your best foot forward, but not in a way that's fake. And that's a very fine line, right? I, can't, I don't know how. I mean, honestly, like, I'll be real with you. I wish I could be fake. I wish I could be that guy. Know, me too. I wish, me too. I, I me wish too. I could. I just sometimes I'm like, man, don't say it. Don't don't tell this guy he's full of crap. You know, like, just don't do it, Mike. Like, because, you know, there's a cost. Like, it's kind of what Oakland was saying yesterday about the Ori. When I read his book, right, that's like the one thing I brought up. You see his face light up, too. And like, you know, because he got to talk about that moment. He did the right thing. Right. Right. And like, I dread, like, I do the right thing because I don't want to regret it later. But always in the moment, I'm like, oh, man, what are you doing? You know, like, don't do this. It's, it's going to hurt. And I think a lot of people kind of give into that because they know it's going to hurt to kind of look. If you tell somebody that's got 60,000 followers, like, today was a miss, right? They get butt hurt most of the time. If somebody, if you say, hey, Mike, that content wasn't that great yesterday, you kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm going to be like, God damn, see it, you know. I appreciate you telling me that because it's honest feedback, right? Well, and that that's fine. That's fine. Yep. I think it's I, – but I, I, right there with what you were saying, though, is this. It's tact. You can it be is. yourself and you could have a bad day and still put on like a, hey, I'm going to be tactful about something. Or you can simply – simply because that's a reflection of your personal – you and I are very similar in that context is we're probably more similar than, I, than we both want to admit, but that's okay. It's cool. We'll, we'll be happy in our quirky own ways, which is we don't have the energy to put on that fake smile. And I'm not saying when I say what, what Mark was talking about is inauthentic is putting on a fake smile. He's not saying that at all. What he's saying is, is sometimes you're just in a situation where you're just like, like his example. Um, and I don't want to run his TED talk. It's so good. Everyone should go check it out. 2013, Mark Bowden, TEDx talk, body language. It's really good. It's such a good talk. But he did say, look, right before this keynote that he did on that TED talk, he was on another uh, keynote and he followed the uh, that. Oh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Canadian astronaut, the really cool guy that's up there um, and he does broadcasts. Anyway, he's a freaking hero in Canada. Right. 
And he goes, yeah, I followed that guy. He's like, I'm telling you right now, if I were my true authentic self, you wouldn't like me because my body language wouldn't reflect that well. <laughs> really funny because I was just like, you know what? It's true. Like, you know, he wasn't feeling lovely, right? I loved after, you know, following that person. But I mean, and that's where I think sometimes when we talk about authenticity and people are like, oh, you're so real and blah, blah, blah. I worry sometimes that you and I are very comfortable in ourselves, right? We were so comfortable that we'll take the criticism. We'll, we'll take the, wow, you were kind of a, you know, what, 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 whatever feedback that might be, right? But I worry when I see other people seeing people like us who are direct that they think, oh, I need to be direct in order to be my authentic self. And that's not necessarily true. And I think that's where I get nervous Definitely. sometimes. Great like, point. I think there's certain personalities that just don't, just don't, that's not you. So don't try to be that either. And there's this other thing, this other advice I saw that's this woman give is she said, or they said, I'll say they said, not a she, they, they said, you could cry and say, I don't know what I'm doing in a career, like whatever. And people will gravitate towards you because, you know, they'll support you. And I'm thinking, you know what? To some degree, tying in emotion absolutely works. But here's the thing, right? I think it's a miss, and I and I, I think people should tread lightly on this. Is crying, talking about a vulnerability, which I think is fair. It's just, I don't know. You I think I said it earlier. I oh, I said it was red last week. You know, don't tell people that you've got gangrene of the toe. Like, no one cares. Like, no one cares that far. We're not American Idol preview story sob story. You know what I mean? It's like. Be authentic. Don't get me started. Don't get me, like oh, okay. I'm not gonna mention names. You know, we'll call him Barry. His name wasn't Barry. Sounded like Barry, but we're not gonna call him. We'll say Barry, right? This guy Barry. <laughs> uh, we won't say Chicago. We'll say Washington. So this guy Barry in Washington, right? <laughs> for, like, so Barry in Washington for like three months straight, every Wednesday, right? This guy was a hero because he was always talking about. The 80 old lady, do they have a Gold Coast in Washington? Whatever the Gold Coast is in Washington, not Chicago. <laughs> so Barry in Washington on the Bold Coast and not the Gold Coast, okay? Every Wednesday or Tuesday for like three months straight, this hero, even in springtime, was helping old ladies in wheelchairs, pushing them down the road through two feet of snow. Even in May, it was great. And people like, you know, 9,000 likes and comments. Oh, way to go, Barry. You know, you're the hero of Washington on Bold Street. You know, always pushing those old ladies in wheelchairs. It's like it drives me mad because, like, you know, I may not be from Washington, but I drove. How many old ladies do you see in wheelchairs down in the metro area with two feet of snow? Like, it doesn't even make sense. You get 90,000 likes every week on it. It's just like you got to navigate it and you got to yeah. learn what you're going to take personal and what you're going to go. Yeah. Good for you, Barry. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, Hey, maybe it works for Barry. It, it doesn't necessarily have to work for you. And, and that's the other thing too. Like well, I said, is, you know, Barry sells insurance or whatever it is. Right. Right. Like me personally, <laughs> like that guy's probably selling a lot of insurance. Right. Yeah. But if he's lying about pushing an old lady down the street in June <laughs> because of the snow. Right. Like you're gonna trust that guy with your insurance or whatever it is. I mean, like, I, I I'm gonna take the next elevator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're good, Barry. Have a good one, buddy. Like, I'm gonna have my hand in my wallet. <laughs> you know. You know what? Like I said, I you know I there I say this to everyone. There's a lock for every key, right? Yeah. And Barry might grab. There are folks that's gonna gravitate towards Barry. You know, I thought. And there's others that. that are just simply not. And I think 
and I, oh, I just, I, I like, I'm like twitching right now. I'm like, yeah, well, a, my nose is really itchy. Well, it's been really windy here in Dallas. And so like, I think my allergies are starting to kick in. So don't worry everyone. I've got my handy sanitizer. So I've been wiping my face a lot, but I will, I will just for, you know, public service. Here you go. Wipe your hands. Well, but, you know, um, I kind of like that Barry takes some of those people away from me. You know what I mean? Cause like, well, cause it's not every, like I said, not everyone's perfect for everybody. Right. People. Like, yeah. And then that's okay. And I think that's the other thing with like, you know, social media platforms. And as you've been very candid, Mike, is look, you're not for everyone. I'm not for everyone. My SPN may not be for everyone. Or maybe there's segments of SPN that might work for you. It's, and for it's not black. People. It's not black and white, right? You yeah. have the ability to decide what's going to work for you. Use that portion of it, leverage it, and 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 move on. I think. You know what's I, funny? I heard a few people tell me, right? And, you know, people like to send me screenshots of other professionals bad-mouthing SPN. And it's like their favorite thing is, is, hey, all these people hate you, <laughs> right? But a lot of people will say stuff like, I don't think it's my audience because of the memes. Or I don't think it's my audience because of the blogs. I don't think it's my audience because of this, right? Right. And what people don't realize is that stuff may be more prevalent on my site because that's just happened what you see because there's not 800 million people swamping it out, right? But those, that's the same stuff on Facebook. It's the same stuff on Instagram. It's the same stuff on Twitter. I mean, Twitter and Tumblr, ew, you know, some of the stuff I see on there is really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my point is your audience is the internet, right? Like right. the audience is the same everywhere. It doesn't matter where it is, right? So if I'm producing views and those people aren't your audience, well, I hate to say this, but you're an idiot. <laughs> well, don't. Okay. First off, be nice, young man. Um, okay. No, don't be nice, idiot. But, like, but I do think, I think it's education, right? Like, I mean, I don't mean to be too about it, but it is what it is. You can be tactful, you. young man. I try to be. I try you can be tactful about it. But, 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 but that is true. You and were, if, any, you but, and if anything that's a painful, painful, like life lesson is like the Gen Z's and even like younger millennials are finding out very quickly. And now us older folks, right? Like you're what you're like a older I'm not millennial. A boomer, right? if that's what you're getting into. <laughs> stop with a boomer back. Chin. Somebody called me a boomer yesterday. I no, but, but my cage fighter say, <laughs> well, I was going to say is I think we're finding out very quickly right now with this, you know, societal swing that's going on right now is whatever you post on the internet is permanent. And thank goodness when I was in my twenties, the internet wasn't, you know, as pervasive, but thank we you. still have to have that same life lesson that these kids who are digitally native are probably a little bit more savvier than us to say, yeah, you can't post certain things on the internet or if it is understand it's going to be part of your branding, part of well, who you are. And you better be able to explain it, second, right? explain it. That's all it is. You're going to do it. Ageism there. Right. I'm not supporting ageism. I'm you simply said all those kids are probably you're true though, right? But you know, that's the thing is a lot of these these older folks nowadays are act people act like they don't know what's going on, right? I have some grandmas that show me some stuff on online all the time. I'm just saying it happens, you know. Oh, I'm not saying that they're not savvy. I'm saying though that when you know I'm just posting things, I did that just to be obtuse. No, I'm mad because I don't have I'm telling you right now. There are people though that will <laughs> there there are older people that will you, as long as you can defend it. That's all I'm saying. Like because because here's what's happening: everyone's going back 10, 15 years back of posts and then saying and looking at things well, from modern eyes and inter you know like Joe Rogan, right? Like whether you what like him, love him, hate horrent in some in in a lot of cases. Like there's no defending the Planet of the Apes thing at all. I mean, there just isn't, right? And here's the thing. Somebody asked me, like, what would I think about some of that stuff being said on my platform? Or, Look, 
I want to know the real people and what they really got to say. Right. Right. Like, you know, like. I like it. If you're going to be obtuse, as you say, Mike, I'd rather know it now <laughs> than, well, maybe, uh, you know. But like, you can be tactful. That's all I'm saying. You can be obtuse, but there's tact around it. That I don't want anybody to be racist. I don't want anyone to be a prejudiced jerk, right? But, like, I'd rather have you be open about it than wearing a hood in my backyard. That's you know true. I mean? Like, you know, like, look, it's going back to the fake name thing, right? Like, I say a lot of dumb things. I, you know, I do a lot of dumb things. I, try I think to- you say a lot of provocative things. I wouldn't call it dumb. Well, I mean, I, I'm not afraid of the subject, right? Like, I'll say what's on my mind, mm-hmm. right? But I think there's a lot of, like, value in being able to say, like, I'm proud of who I am. Like, you can Google me, right? You can Google my criminal record, right? And you can, you know, I have a, a record of making public apologies when I'm wrong. And I've made way too many of them because I'm always wrong about certain things. But my point is, like, and, like, going back earlier, right, every single one of us trains people how to behave all the time, right? Yeah. And a lot of us react to that training we get more so than everybody else, right? So if you have an influencer that gets really mad, at the littlest things all the time, right? And they treat everybody the same. Like you're the same person that just bugged me. So now I'm going to be, you know, rude to you or short with you, right? That person's training people that, hey, don't bug them. They're short, right? Right. And then if somebody comes and comments and engage, they come back and comment and engage, right? What that person's doing is like they're training people to like only be nice to me, only give me the positive. And that's why you get the people going around saying, hey, I only engage in the positive because that's what gets them the cheese. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, if if I make this influencer mad, he's not going to give me the cheese anymore. And then the influencers figure this out on some of these sites and they use it against people. Right. And that's why, like, pods have such a bad reputation because it's like, I don't know if you know this, but I was one of the first guys that made pods on LinkedIn and people hate me for it and rightfully so. Right. But I realized my first pod was going bad. And I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with any of these people anymore. You know, and then I got out of it. The next thing I know, all these people are selling master courses and e-courses and basically everything that you know I'm teaching them how to do. They're they're selling people on thousands of dollars now how to do it, right? right. And you can watch out for these people. I'm not going to name names or through, but like you know the I create influencers crowd, right? Look, you can always look through the the fingers, right? Read between the lines, right? If somebody only offers their services for a couple months at a time. That's because they can only give you superficial value for a couple months at a time. Like if me and my circle jerk friends want to come over and like your comments a hundred at a time and build you up on your platform and get you up to 30,000, that smoke show is only going to last for two or three months before it's apparent to everybody. So if I only charge you for two months of service for $5,000 and I tell you that after three months, it's up to you to figure it out. Now, when I get that $5,000 and your engagement drives up, most people aren't going to say, hey, this guy took advantage of me for $5,000 because they know not only does that influencer, but there's like a group of influencers. They all work together. They even have a website where they're like, you know, here's 50 influencers, right? Well, nobody wow. wants to take them on. So if you get me for $5,000 and I go tell everybody you're a crook, right? Now, none of those influencers are ever going to like or engage. And so it's fear-based, right? 
So wow. a lot of people talk crap about Michael Connor and SBN, and they use the things against me, like you know the fact that I brought up Joe Rogan. You know, I didn't say anything bad. I just talked about a popular subject, right? But you people, can refer to you can refer to people that might be well, controversial. Doesn't necessarily mean you're evil. People person use me. what they can. Yeah. Right? Wait, can you go take a step back, Mike? Because I didn't even know this. And again, this is my own ignorance. And no, again, right. I don't care. Like, like this kind of stuff, this game that this influencer like everything is paid game, to play, right? For most I didn't, people. So, so you you can charge someone for like three months to say I'm going to get you to X number, and then they yeah I'll create, is that basically I'll make you what they're an saying? Influencer, if you give me five thousand dollars, I'll show you how to do it. What I'll do is I'm going to show you to go get a gift off of Reddit or go get a gift off of here, and then you know make it a popular video, steal somebody else's video and put it on on LinkedIn, and you make a post and you put it in my inbox, and me and my other influencer or friends will like it. Well, after that five thousand dollars is up, the influencers disappear, and then you know, so does all your engagement. You know what I mean? And wow. nobody says anything because if they do, you're gonna have all those influencers. And I'm the jerk that kind of created that because I showed all those people on the network on LinkedIn in the first place. You know, so when I go out and look, if you got a hundred people in a room, right, and ninety nine of them are like, "Hey, we're gonna go scam everybody," and you're the one person that stands up and says, "Hey." Don't do that. It's really easy for those 99 people to push that one person out of the room. Right. Yeah, you and keep get, going absolutely. on with their thing. So if you look between, like, the proof's always in the pudding. That's right? crazy. That's, I, I have no, I mean, gosh, like, the, maybe because I'm an optimist and I just want to see the goodness in people. I don't even think. That, I like to see the everything. I like to see the real, right? Yeah, then, but I guess I didn't. That's think why I make a lot of enemies people. because I watch shit and I, and I tell, pardon my language, but I, I tell people what I see and I tell people what I think and I, I tell people the truth behind it. Yeah. Right? No, it's that's, ugly. That's ugly. Well, it's uh, it's sad. And this is what I don't want LinkedIn to be, though. But you're saying this is happening. The truth is the truth. You know, it's obvious. Have I ever sold an e course? Have I ever sold you a piece of information? Have I ever sold anybody a piece of information? No. Yeah. If somebody asks me for something, I give them the honest advice. You know, if somebody yeah. asks me how AREFs work, I tell them. Somebody asks me how to do this on YouTube, I tell them, right? I don't put right. a price tag on it. The proof is always in the pudding, people. It just, it is all what it money. is, right? All the money. I so think it's it, always the follow the money, right? Well, people are saying follow the money, right? So you see yeah. all these guys, you know, I'll make you an influencer for five grand, right? How many of those people have their own social media website and they can tell you how AREFs work? How many of them can tell you about domain authority? How many of them can tell you about SERPs? How many of them can tell you about call to action? How many of them actually have a website with 15 to 20,000 people on it? Cool. You got a million followers on LinkedIn, pal. That's awesome. I got 20,000 people on my own website and I get millions of clicks a month. And I tell everybody else how to do it if they want to. Because like I saw this thing about Warren Buffett a few years ago. He was doing this interview. He doesn't do a lot of interviews, right? But he was doing this interview and back behind him was a stack of newspapers about five feet. It was it came up to his chest, right? And the interviewer goes, hey, uh, what's with all the newspapers? How long have you been collecting those? And he's like, oh, those are just from today. And I'm paraphrasing. So, you know, and he's like, well, what do you mean those are just from today? He's like, yeah, those are all the newspapers from around the world that talk about all these different businesses. I read through them all every day. That's how I'm Warren Buffett. Like anybody can grab those <laughs> newspapers and read through it, but nobody does. But that's why I'm the Oracle is because I read through that information on a daily basis. Right. And, you know, people think Warren Buffett's just some super smart guy. And he is. I'm not taking anything away from him. You know what I mean? He earned that title. But he also earns it every day. Because even as old as he is today, he's still reading those newspapers. He's still doing all the things we don't want to do. 
Right. I don't want to read those newspapers. So what I read is data on the internet. How does the internet work? Why do people click stuff? I almost work. Why do people do this? Why do people use these sizes of images? Why do people do this? Right. And when I started realizing what was going on with all these influencer guys a couple of years ago, I'm like, I'm going to go make SBN a website. I'm going to go make my own basket because all these people are putting their eggs in, in LinkedIn's basket. Right. And they're, they're telling everybody how many eggs they got in LinkedIn's basket. And they're comparing that. Right. And I was getting my ass kicked because like it's 99 people there, you know, and I'm the guy crying wolf and I'm trying to warn people. Right. And yeah. I'm being made to look like the bad guy because they just are better at networking on LinkedIn. So I'm like, you know what? They got more eggs in this basket. So I'm going to go show those dumb clucks how to make my own basket. And I'm going to get people to put eggs in my basket. And I'm going to do it without selling myself short. I'm not going to do any, you know, thing that damages my integrity. I'm not going to like, you know, I took my lumps. I took my beatings on a daily basis. I read that stack of newspapers, as you will, right, on a daily basis, right? And now I'm kind of back to, to level the playing field, right? And if I can, you know, I don't want to get in the same pissing contest. I don't want to have negativity, right? But I'm here for the real. And if somebody's going to ask me a real question, I'm going to give them a long-winded, real answer. Being real doesn't mean being negative. It's being constructive. Now, if it's someone being real and always like bashing, that's not constructive. And I think that's the real that, you know, it reminds me of, do you remember, um, was it Dave, is it Dave Chappelle that did the skit of like, you know, when, when so-and-so was real or being real, being real like goes whole, wrong. Yeah, when being real goes wrong. Right. Like that's what I think I want to like, at least in my perspective, like being real is fine but to understand though that you got to be constructive about it it can't be just simply being real for the well, sake of it and everyone should go watch that skit because it's so damn funny to me but it's the same thing like i was saying earlier though about the omelet right no matter how you make the omelet somebody's going to complain about the taste right? right and there's always that gray like you were saying earlier right 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 back and there's white like i want to get on my high horse i want to get on the soapbox and say don't buy those courses they're ripping you off right but at the same time i know that's going to blow up in my face more often than not so i i don't talk about it on a daily basis you know what i mean because a lot of people want to buy into it they want that positivity they want to be told it's going to be all right no matter what even if all the red flags are going off in their head right like we've all dated that person right we knew we shouldn't have dated because like they brought that one thing we really liked and we kind of like look past all those other things. Right. And then right. later when that relationship's blowing up, you're like, why did I miss all those red flags? You know what I mean? They well, were there. You knew they were there. Right. But yep. you, still, you still dove right in because you saw something that was more attractive than those red flags. Right. Okay. So we could keep talking forever. And by the way, we are way over time, Sorry, but Mike, I knew this would happen. So that's why I didn't even bother mentioning. Like I was like, yeah, I'll just let this, you know, pony ride. But you are cracking me up because while you were sitting there making your omelet ana um, analogy, the Beatles song, I Am the Walrus, started popping up in my head. I'm like, oh, my God, you're the Eggman. So <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know either. I'm like, but it was, now I've got the walrus in my head. And it's like, I'm gonna like, bopping my head because it's like, cuckoo-coo-choo. <laughs> William Bolden and the egg guy. I'm going to go listen. Hey, you are the Eggman. It's okay, but that's all good. So, you know, I really enjoy talking to you, Mike. And like, you know, like I said, is like, I love the fact that what you're cultivating is an openness and, and a 
I think it, I don't want oh God, I don't want to call it safe place, but it's a place where I see people who don't necessarily agree with each other all the time will agree, disagree, but everyone's still very respectful to each other. And I think that's the critical piece to be successful in whatever community or platform that you are establishing and, and developing and 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 growing, right? So for those that want to uh, get to know more about you, Mr. Mike, how can they get a hold of you? Or can well, they? Because, dude, you've like maxed out all your connections and all that stuff, right? Like, so talk. Well, to I follow person. everyone back, right? And here's the little thing: like, I, I'm very serious about my goals. A lot of people get mad at me because I delete people on a daily basis. But if you go join the serviceprofessionalsnetwork.com and you put your LinkedIn link on your profile, I'm gonna go delete somebody, and I'm gonna go make room for you in my first degree network because that's why I'm here at business. You know what I mean? Uh, look. And I don't want to go on too much, but you, you touched on a topic about, you know, why people treat each other the way they do, despite disagreeing on the service professionals network. It's because they follow the golden rule. You can follow the golden rule and not agree with everybody. Like it's okay to disagree, just not to be disagreeable. So. No, I love that. I absolutely appreciate it. I love it. And so everyone that like joined on, like, I feel really bad right now. I'm trying to look down here and like, I don't know why. I just cannot seem to reply back to everyone. I'm going to go back really to the comments. And I'm going to try to respond to everybody. And I will try my best to visit their profiles. And I appreciate all the love and support. But like the the, re, the cold, hard reality is if we stop to do the comments with, between the two of us, we'll never get a word out. And you know what I mean? So, <laughs> well, you know, well, A, it's a multitasking that we all know is very difficult to do, which is why I was like telling everyone this is I'm a vanity project and it's just me doing it. But no, but. I, I do like that. I do like what you're doing with SPN. I, you know, there it's, it's unique. You're definitely the face of things. I think you're more like the more human side. Like I said, the more the humanity into social media for business type conversations. LinkedIn to me is, is a, it's an amorphous being, right? Whereas you're yeah. saying, look, I, I'm the founder and I'm like the hustler of it, if you will. And eventually, of course, you're like the Tom, you know, you're the Tom. I'll be honest until the day I die. Like I'll never... I'll never like take a day off, you know, but you know, what's funny about the Tom, right? You know how he was automatically everybody's friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're a featured member, right? So all the featured members, like, the, do you know about the auto friend thing? No, <laughs> but oh. you know, I need to have you back. You should we do a walkthrough oh, yeah, of this because no, I, I am, Hey, full disclosure, so, I'm pretty new to SPN too. We're so. going gonna to turn the auto friend thing back on. So all their featured members, there's like 600 of them, but only 400 show up on the front end right now. Um, They're going to be your friend when you sign up. So oh, you automatically, okay. when you sign up, you'll have four or 500 friends and they're all vetted people, people that I know, people that I think are good people. Right. So I'm not signing up with 500 jerks. You know what I mean? Cause like the whole idea of why people get on LinkedIn or anywhere else is to be seen. Right. Yeah. So you can join my platform and you got access to a whole bunch of people that are helpful everywhere. I figured it just makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then you have the ability to drop them too, if you don't like them or just ignore them. That's the other key block, yeah. thing. You can block them if you want to. Yeah. So no, I think everyone should. I think we had our first out. block the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, we had the first, some guy brought up the George Floyd thing and uh, somebody else blocked him. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, somebody asked me like, are you going to delete that? I'm like, no, it's great. You know, let them disagree. You know, I mean, it's freedom of speech. Well, we're all adults here. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think, I think, like I said, once it starts denigrating down to like, you know, attacks personal attacks that's when you're like hey guys slow your roll here they're still professional like i'm still gonna act like i didn't see it to be honest with you you know well what I mean? you know 
to I, me, it's if you're gonna you be can report, like that, you can block people. We're adults, man. Like the way I look at whether you're on LinkedIn, your Instagram, or Service Professionals Network, right? Anytime you got on social media, you're getting on the subway. And some people get out and they have their money hanging out of their pocket, their boobies hanging out, or you know what I mean. But when I get on the train, I'm prepared to ride on that train. You know, I'm gonna have my hands up, my my wits about me, and I'm gonna enjoy the ride. That's too funny. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so Mike, I just want to say thank you very much for I joining. Had so much fun. I hope you have, you know, it's so funny because like whenever you and I are like chatting, like despite your persona at times, you are very serious and you're very thoughtful. Your mouth just blows up, which is fine. Cause I do that to you. I like vomit mouth, words yeah. to myself, but it is so funny. Every time I talk to you, there's always nuggets of wisdom there. And I, and mm. I hope you don't diminish your value in that context. Cause I know I, I caught you a couple of times saying, Oh, I'm dumb or I'm offensive. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you're uh, so much more valuable. I know you're trying to like, you know, not be so egocentric, but the, the truth I is, gotta work is on the self talk just like we all do. Exactly. And dang oh, Gavin, know, I don't know gotta, why we, we don't gotta do this on the next one. You gotta come on one of our shows. I mean, like you know, so, you're so like, oh, I'm so sorry about stealing your thunder. I love it. I love I love the well, thunder. It's not stealing thunder, it's being respectful when you're on like someone else's show. But well, on that note, I do have to do a promo and I do have to bounce here, but I do want to I do want to promote this real quick here is um, one of our clients. So everyone that's interested, if you want a free ice shaker. So if you guys are familiar with um, oh. if you guys are familiar with uh, Shark Tank. So the Gronkowski brothers, you know, Gronkowski, whatever hey. Patriots and all the I other heard this brothers. This is a really good thing. I heard this is a really good shaker. Yeah, it, it's, it's really good. It's really nice. It's they're not messing around. Wait, so one of the clients that I produce podcasts for the DLC drop John Davidson, he actually got sponsorship with ice shaker. And so if anyone that wants to get a free ice shaker of the DLC, uh, drop podcast branded, um, listen to the Gron Chris Gronkowski episode. It's out today, this morning. So the DLC drop podcast, share a post of your favorite story or insight from the episode. So they talk about a lot of different things, which is really kind of cool. Um, especially for those that have always thought that Shark Tank is full of crap. It's actually pretty, they, they're pretty thoughtful. And of course, tag three friends that you think that will inspire or be inspired. I know SPN's all good about that um, because we all have stories to share. And I always say this, everyone has a story, you know, share it. And then of course, uh, tag the post with hashtag DLC shaker, whether it's on Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, whatever your platform of I choice hear. Uh, SPN, of course, damn straight. Uh, so they will be uh, gal uh, gathering all that intel and data, and they will announce the winner on Monday, February 21st. Awesome. You guys check it out. Chris Gronkowski is really cool. He's actually locally uh, based here. And so um, I, I would say uh, get Another to know him and his company. It's really cool. I mean, Mike, it's, it's, you I know, love, the you gotta love the internet, man. It just brings everybody together. You know, I mean, it really does. You know, it, it used to be, if you knew seven people, you know, everybody in the world. Now, if you have seven connections, you know, everybody. Well, I think it's, we're all human. Like you say, we're all chasing the cheese, but you know, what I really love about the internet though, is huh. that you have accessibility to people that you never thought you could before. Like, and, and you people don't realize you can, you can, you can open any door you want to with the right, with the right knock, you know? Absolutely. Oh my God. I'm so overtime, like super overtime. Mike O'Connor. Thank you so much for your time. Everyone. Thank you. That's another episode of the Mike is listening. See you next week.